720 WGN. It's Amy Guth in for Anna Davlantis. Pleasure to be with you. It has been a minute since I have been in this building. It has been a minute since I've even left my apartment. I'm glad to be out in the world and glad to spend that time out in the world here with all of you. Appreciate you listening and sharing part of your afternoon here with us today at WGN. All right, so... Travel has been a big thing we have been talking about lately because a lot of people are kind of thinking about Thanksgiving. A lot of people are like, eh, it's a tough call. Maybe a relative is getting older, but then on the other hand, maybe a relative is getting older and they're at a high risk category. So a lot of people have a lot of feelings about Thanksgiving right now. So we summoned uh, travel expert and travel writer Laura Powell. You have, I'm sure, seen her work before. She helped develop CNN's travel programming and had that beat with them for a number of years. And her work's been in Washington Post, USA Today, National Geographic, Traveler, and more. You can find her at dailysuitcase.com and find her on social media as that same name right there. Laura Powell, welcome back to the program. Thanks for being with us today. It's good to be with you and I'm happy to hear you're out in the studio. I know. it's. A, I was like, I don't even know if I remember how to wear normal clothes, much less go to the building and do radio. <laughs> Alright, well, full disclosure, I am not wearing normal clothes, so... It, this is the first time I have done so in since March. I'm not I'm not going to even even kid about that. So, um, okay, lots to talk about with travel. As I was saying, a lot of people have a lot of feelings right now because Thanksgiving is coming. A lot of people are thinking, oh, it'll just be a little group. But officially, the guidance is don't go outside of your immediate household. Nonetheless, I'm sure some people are going to do that. Airlines have some airlines had announced that they were going to ramp up flight schedules ahead of Thanksgiving to accommodate not as big as usual of a rush, but still some elevated travel numbers. So if if you are a traveler, if you are going to to brave it and go out there and and take your chances traveling by plane, uh what are what are some of the strategies you can do to try to keep yourself, you know, safe other than Chartering a private plane, which is out of reach for most wouldn't, of us. <laughs> wouldn't that be lovely? Well, first of all, I'm going to preface all of this by saying that, in my professional opinion, definitely the most responsible, fail-safe option is not to travel. Yes. However, as you said, people are going to travel whether they should or not is another option. Um, so uh, the first thing I would recommend is if you can travel by car, um, that's always a little bit better assuming that the the trip is not that long. In other words, if, if you're talking about a six, seven-hour trip that, you know, do I go by air, do I go by car, I'd probably opt for going in a car. You're a little more insulated. Um, however, uh, some, some trips you're just going to have to get on the airplane. And what I'd recommend for that is, aside from bringing your sanitation kit, your mask, your, your hand sanitizer, your you know, cleaning wipes and that kind of thing, um, is to just make sure that every step of the way through the airport, you're kind of being cognizant of social distancing, of what you're touching, obviously, um, regularly washing your hands. Also, um, most people for Thanksgiving, most years travel the Wednesday before and the Sunday after. Of course, this year is different since no one really has to go to their workplace. However, if you can avoid the busiest travel days and the busiest travel times, that's another good idea. I am envisioning all the steps of um, of traveling by air right now. And the one that I think, you know, I can I imagine like, if you're on the plane and you're skipping seats between you, like, okay, I could see. I know some people that have flown in the last few months out of necessity and they 
mostly said it was it was okay. They felt pretty good about it once they were on the plane. The part about it that yeah. seems a little iffy is the getting on and getting off the plane, where then everybody jumps in the aisle or at the gate. Everyone's crowded in there. What group are you in? What group are you in? And, you know, like, oh, well, I'm platinum this, and, like, elbowing each other out. I feel like it's at the airport where it will it would be the most difficult to do that social distancing. I'm thinking baggage carousels. I'm thinking of getting off the plane, things like that. Yes, and you're absolutely right. In fact, um, you know, it, it is said by scientists that the air circulating on an airplane is actually uh, among the safest, healthiest air one can breathe in a communal space, that they've really upped their game in terms of the air filtration. So once you're on the plane, especially if there's distance between seats, and I do want to, to mention that American Southwest and United are no longer blocking off the middle seats. Delta is only enforcing the policy through early January. Unfortunately, Delta doesn't have a huge presence in Chicago, but that's something to consider. But, yes, that is the issue, is how do other people behave at the airport? And that's one of those things that you just have to rely on the good manners of other people, um, and, that's, and that's the problem with air travel in general, right? I mean, whereas you can somewhat control your environment if you're traveling in a car, you really have less control over what, you know, other passengers are doing. So you just need to really be situationally aware at all times and keep washing those hands. Definitely. I mean, that's been, that's, that's always a thing for sure. Uh, but more so this year for sure. Um, and then there's the piece of how vigilant people must be about travel restrictions of where are you going? What is the, what is the rule there right now? And then coming back, can you return from that place? You know, the map that we have here that's color coded, red, orange, and yellow, there's only a few places. There's California and then and New York and I think maybe one other state on the East Coast where you can come back and it just says maintain social distance. The rest of them have a, have a quarantine piece of that where you might need to stay in your destination for a little while. Right, and then when you when you do get back, you have to quarantine as well. And that's something you really have to consider as well. Even if you feel safe getting on an airplane, how safe is it where you're going? Um, you know, is it is it red zone, which in most cases it is. Uh, in that case, it just might not be worth, it might not be worth the risk. Um, and then, you know, certain states have imposed quarantines on travelers from other states. Um, and certainly, if you're traveling by air, they're going to be able to track you in a way that they probably can't if you're, if you're driving. Um, and so you have to take that into account. And in terms of international travel, I mean, that's, that's a whole other ballgame, but the quarantines are even more serious, both coming and going, if you're planning on doing that. Some destinations do require uh, negative COVID tests within 24 hours of landing um, if you want to go overseas. Definitely. And I, I want to talk about that because there was a pilot test uh, in, in that corridor, that very, very busy corridor of London to, to New York this past week that I thought was really, really interesting. So we're going to take a little break. When we come back, lots more to talk about, about the state of the travel industry, particularly on that big news from Boeing this morning. We're talking with Laura Powell. She is a travel writer and expert. You can follow her at dailysuitcase.com. Back in just a bit with more. Seven twenty WGN. It's Amy Guth in for Anna Devlantes today. Thanks for sharing your afternoon with me. I appreciate you listening. 
We've been talking with Laura Powell. She is a travel writer and travel expert, giving some, uh, she's been dispensing some excellent advice for if you must travel and all the Officials have been saying, please do not, but if you must travel for Thanksgiving, she had some ideas about how to do so safely. But, Laura, I also want to open up uh, the the conversation a little bit and kind of talk about the travel industry overall. That's something you and I both uh, report on quite a bit and think about quite a bit. And just this morning, we heard from Boeing that the 737 MAX aircraft is, there we go. It was originally grounded March of 2019, and I know you and I have both been following it very closely ever since many shoes have dropped at Boeing lots of uh, lots of problems at Boeing even before the pandemic even outside of this this you know major major impact on air travel and yet uh, you know now it looks like the 737 max is cleared to fly again or at least almost there almost there it sounds like uh, they're talking about needing um, some retraining for the pilots Um and some other odds and ends, but I know they have one flight uh, from New York to Miami uh, on the New York to Miami route scheduled um, this year. And it's, yeah, it's, it's going to um, be of concern because a lot of scientists still say that there are just some basic design flaws in, in that particular model, which um, can make it difficult even, even with the best trained pilot. And the last thing we need right now on top of everything else, uh, is, is an airline accident. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that proceeds. Um, the airlines are saying that if a passenger is booked on a flight that turns out to be one of these um, max jets and if they feel uncomfortable, uh, they will be able to rebook. But, you know, most people aren't really aware of what they're flying on yeah, until you, they get to the airport, if at all. I was going to say, you don't know until you're, at the gate, or usually when they're t- when they're when you're getting on the plane, they're like, "Today we're flying a blah blah blah," and you're like, "Oh no, oh no!" <laughs> like you can usually find out when you're booking, though. I mean, that is something worth that's checking true. if it's something that you're concerned about. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, and I think you know the bigger part of it for Boeing. I think there's two things. One is they've got a lot of trust issues to overcome. You know, because it wasn't just these two crashes in five months that killed a total of 346 people. That in and, uh, in and of itself, huge thing. On top of that, there were whistleblower issues. There were some uh, issues that surfaced with the FAA and how planes are certified and how there perhaps was some pressure internally because previously, well, it's changing now, but previously there was some degree of kind of an honor system of, of some parts of it where kind of a, a Boeing employee would, would do part of that certification through the FAA. That is changing. And, and I think so many shoes kept dropping that it seems like trust Overcoming trust for for the public, for for pilots' unions, for flight crews, getting their trust back so they will feel good about getting on that aircraft. But then also, that was such a cash cow for Boeing. That was their best-selling aircraft, and that went into back orders. That went into canceled orders. That went into not delivered orders. And in a moment when you know, four hundred, let's see, forty-seven billion in new debt was amassed during this period. I mean, Boeing's got Boeing is by no means in the clear yet. Oh no, especially when you consider that demand for new airplanes is going to be quite low over the next few years because air travel is going to be relatively slow to come back. I mean, it will come back, but will airlines need new airplanes? Not for a while. Yeah, it'll probably be a minute before people are uh, people are enlisting the help of new planes. 
I think it's been very interesting to watch how different carriers have navigated this. Of course, all eyes were on uh, that October 1st deadline for the longest time when that federal aid would run out. And part of that was you cannot do layoffs until October 1st. Of course, then we saw just huge numbers coming out of the, the airlines about what they were going to have to do to stay solvent. I mean, tens of thousands of workers suddenly, you know, their jobs were in peril. Uh, but the longer view, I thought, has also been very interesting of airline leadership saying, at first it was, hey, V-shape recovery, this will come back quickly, and then that got quieter and quieter. And now very, it's it's almost across the board, this, hey, it may be 2024, 2025 before air travel is back at these these pre-COVID levels, which is really astounding to think about that long of a recovery. Well, and they're saying the same thing in the hotel industry at this point, that it's going to be 2024. But, you know, one thing I do want to mention for the consumer that will be a good thing that comes out of this, at least for the immediate future, is, of course, with COVID, all of the airlines had to start being more flexible in terms of of changing your ticket, Um, especially, you know, now that people are flying again, they want to encourage people to fly, they want to encourage people to pre-book so they can get some money into their accounts. So in order to do that, they have to say, hey, full cancellation, money back, no change fees, et cetera. And that is something that will outlast COVID for a while anyway. And that that will be one really good thing um, that comes out of this is that consumers will actually have more flexibility in changing their flights. Yeah, I do wonder how that will work in terms of competitive pricing. I, I, I get the sense airlines need every bit of revenue they can, so I'm sure we won't see super cheap fares, but that might, no, that no. might, yeah, that might be part of it too. And, and of course, we're out of time, but I wanted to talk a little bit about this pilot that, uh, United did this week to test everybody on certain flights. They're going to be doing this through December 11th. Certain, uh, particular, not all flights, but certain flights going from new, uh, Newark in New York, New Jersey, into Heathrow and back, like that that flight. Everybody, when you take off, everybody on that flight is COVID negative. They will have tested you there. I think that is super interesting and something I think we will be watching very closely because if that corridor opens back up, then that could mean some very interesting things for international travel. Well, Laura Powell, thank you so much. Always a pleasure to have you with us and have your expertise in the room. Thanks so much. Everybody, go follow her, dailysuitcase.com, uh, on the web and on Twitter. Thanks, Laura. Thank you.